Chuck Ivey and I enjoyed speaking at the ACT Work Ready Summit in New Orleans this week. One key thing uh, that I shared with folks that seemed to generate attention that you might want to know. Next up, the city of Crest Hill in Illinois is looking for a community and economic development director. Rapid Flight, a Virginia-founded integrated designer and manufacturer of unmanned aircraft, will establish operations in Manassas, Virginia. The $5.5 million project is expected to create 119 new jobs. Today I'm going to highlight FEMA's Hazard Mitigation Assistance Pre-Disaster Grant Program, which is just one example of the grant funding that you can use to help better prepare your community for natural disasters. Next Move Group, the voice of economic development. Here is Chad Chancellor. Hello, welcome to this week's Next Move Group YouTube newscast. We want to start this week with sending our thoughts down to Southwest Florida. As many of you know, I have relocated to Florida. The whole state of Florida joined our movement membership program for 30 of their rural communities here a year or so ago. And it, uh, the Hurricane Ian devastation in certain parts down there. Uh, it's just absolutely incredible, absolutely terrible to see. Uh, so what we wanted to tell you is, I believe yesterday we replayed our podcast show with Rob O'Brien. He was in Joplin, Missouri when the tornado came through. And Joplin's done an incredible job of rebuilding that community after that. Ivy's going to share with you grants you can get for disaster planning. Our movement show next week is on economic recovery after disasters. Having lived in New Orleans for as long as I did, Watch it after Katrina. You know, we've got uh, not only the uh, the theoretical experience, I've watched it. I've watched it close up. I've watched it from afar. So over the next week, we're going to put out several different disaster planning, disaster recovery products, mainly for our movement members. But we want you to know that those folks uh, are in our thoughts and prayers. We'll be making a donation to that area. You know, one problem with building a nationwide business, which we've done, is we now know people where all these, where all these areas hit where all these disasters hit. Last year with that terrible tornado went through Graves County, Kentucky. We have a client there. Went on up to Marshall County. We're doing their executive search right now. Uh, this year we had floods in St. Louis where one of our employees was affected. We had floods in Eastern Kentucky where two of our staff members were affected. Now we've had the hurricane hit where our movement members are. So every time this happens, we always do our part, but we're going to be putting that out over the coming weeks in terms of disaster. Because some of you may not have had a disaster, but you might want to look at disaster planning. Uh, Chuck Ivey and I enjoyed speaking at the ACT Work Ready Summit in New Orleans this week. One key thing uh, that I shared with folks that seemed to generate attention that you might want to know, a recent survey shows that 75% of CEOs in the United States fear that they'll lose their job within the next year. Think about that. I bet 75% of you watching this don't fear you're going to lose your job in the next year. 75% of CEOs fear they're going to lose their job in the next year. Number one reason being supply chain crisis. Number two, the labor shortage. They asked them to rank the top two things. 80% of them say the labor shortage is a big part of the problem. So as I share with the folks at the ACT Work Ready uh, Summit, now is the, the biggest time ever to discuss workforce. I mean, this is a problem our country has. We've got to figure out. We often think of it, though, from the worker's perspective. I've never thought about it from the CEO who's afraid of losing their job. You know, most of us can't relate to these CEOs making 50 million, 500, whatever. Fear, though, we can all relate to. We can all relate to fear. To read a study that says 75% of them are afraid of losing their jobs because of this workforce issue. 
tells me that the communities that figure it out, even if you don't get it perfect, as long as you get down the road with it, you're going to have a tremendous advantage to recruit companies to help your existing companies expand because of the fear factor. Fear is an emotion in people that they will act on. So this is something we need to look at. Something else I shared with them that got a lot of people's attention. 89% of CEOs surveyed think that the way out of our labor problem is to create more apprenticeship programs at the high school level. Think about that. Maybe in your community, you already have them. If so, you ought to promote them. Maybe in your community, you have them, but you call them something else. We call them Votech programs where I grew up. Call them apprenticeship programs. Call them what the CEOs want to hear. It's a marketing principle. You might do well. Now, this month, our two products of the month that might interest you. We always have a really cheap product of the month, $37, and we have an expensive product of the month. Our $37 uh, product of the month this month is an eight-minute board training on can economic development differ by community. I used to really think economic development was one standard thing. I now have done enough executive searches to see that in every community, they have a little different opinion of just exactly what it is. And you and your board and elected officials better be on the same page. That'll cause you problems in the long run. So it's an eight minute long video. You can watch it. Comes with slides. Share with your board that gets into can economic development differ by community. Our more expensive product is a site feasibility study and site analysis study where we go over the fatal flaws of your site as if we were doing a site selection project. So we just finished one of these in Kentucky. We've already had interest from the, the email we sent out from a community in North Dakota about doing this study where we can either help you identify new land for industrial park. What we did in Kentucky is we had a community that said, hey, we've got five different tracks we're considering buying for our industrial park. You all score the and tell us which ones would you know score highs for a site selection project. So we did that in our fatal flaws analysis. So that may be something uh, that you want to keep in mind. If you're watching this on Friday, our Orangeburg County, South Carolina search closes today as far as applications. So make sure you get your applications in. That is a great job in South Carolina. We just recently won a new site selection client out of Ohio thanks to an economic developer. We actually had an economic developer give us this lead. That's happened to us several times now where economic developers give us siding leads. So keep us in mind for those. Just one one out of Ohio. On the sports side, this is a great time of the year to be a sports fan. The St. Louis Cardinals start the playoffs today. Playing the Philadelphia Phillies, best uh, two out of three advance to the next round. If the Cardinals win, they play the Braves uh, starting next week. So that, that will be going on all weekend. Mississippi State had a huge victory over Texas A&M last weekend. We absolutely dominated them in all facets of the game. We scored touchdowns on offense, defense, and special teams. We had the National Defensive Player of the Week in the whole country. Last week, we play Arkansas tomorrow. I think we'll beat Arkansas the Saints are off to a horrible start. One and three. Almost didn't win the game that we won. Bad, bad start. Although Sunday, we got cheated in uh, in uh, London. The game was played in London. And we got a phantom illegal hands to the face penalty that gave Minnesota a first down with two or three minutes left. And when they showed the replay, he got nowhere close to the guy's face. Hit him right in the shoulders. To me, the way you fix replay the NFL simple you make any play reviewable that the coach wants to review so long as the coach has enough challenges left this is what bill belichick wants to do and it's what they ought to do that would solve 
so many problems. As some of y'all know, I have started a sports channel where I talk about sports. Uh, I talk about the Saints. I talk about the St. Louis Cardinals, Mississippi State Bulldogs. And we're, we're up to over 200, and I think I'm at 215 subscribers at the time of recording it. We just started this three or four weeks ago. We already got 215 subscribers. The last video we put out, uh, I got, I think, 3,500 views, 4,000 views, something like that. So if you're interested in the sports stuff, just search for it. Put in Chad Chancellor Talks, New Orleans Saints, St. Louis Cardinals, Mississippi State Bulldogs. Put it in YouTube, and, and it will for sure come up. So thank you for watching this week. We'll see you soon. Due to various demands on time and resources, economic development and trade and export agencies often struggle to complete effective market research and business outreach campaigns. For the past 10 plus years, Research FDI, along with our affiliated consulting groups at Research B2B and FDI 365, have leveraged our in-house knowledge, resources, and expertise in market research and consulting to help over 250 organizations directly facilitate inward investment attraction and new trade and export opportunities for their regions across a wide variety of industry sectors. Our highly personalized services and best cost-to-quality ratio in the industry ensures our client satisfaction, leading to repeat customers year after year. What are you waiting for? Leave the market research and business outreach to the expert team at Research FDI. To learn more about our services, contact us today. Welcome back to another week of jobs with the Next Move Group. We don't have any searches available on our end right now, but stay tuned as always for more. So without further ado, let's get started. So first up, Invest Atlanta in Georgia is looking for a business retention and expansion program manager. In this role, you'll be under the direction of the Assistant Director of Economic Development and will oversee all business retention and expansion programs and projects. They'll also assist with commercial, office, and industrial development as it pertains to business retention and expansion, including management of the Southside Industrial Park project. Experience in economic development is preferred, along with strong research, data analysis, and data interpretation skills. Additionally, a working knowledge of planning, land use, and commercial real estate is required. In terms of education, a bachelor's degree in a related field is required, and a master's degree is preferred. To apply, you can submit your resume to jobs at investatlanta.com, and the salary range for this position is $80,000 to $90,000. Next up, the city of Crest Hill in Illinois is looking for a community and economic development director. The director manages all activities in the community development department and directs programs that support and encourage residential and commercial development in the city. In this role, you'll be reporting to the city administrator and will also be responsible for the planning and zoning commission while promoting business development and retention. A bachelor's degree is required for this role, as well uh, as five years of progressively responsible work experience in the field. The salary range for this position is $105,000 to $130,000. You can apply by, by emailing CrestHillHR at cityofcresthill.com with your resume, cover letter, and contact information for five references by November 1st, 2022. Last but not least, the city of Hollywood, Florida is looking for a corridor redevelopment specialist. 
Reporting to the Director of the Office of Communications, Marketing, and Economic Development, this role is responsible for proactive and strategic economic development activities related to the redevelopment and revitalization of the city's commercial corridors. So part of this role includes interfacing with existing businesses and property owners to develop and facilitate programs that enhance, revitalize, and redevelop the city's commercial tax base. A bachelor's degree is, of course, required in a related field, along with five years of progressively responsible experience in economic development, commercial revitalization and redevelopment, urban planning and architecture, real estate development, or an equivalent combination of training and experience. A master's degree in a relevant field is preferred or a certification by the American Institute of Planning or being a certified economic developer or all or plus. The salary range for this role is $70,000 to $113,000, and you can apply by following the link provided. That's going to be it for jobs available across the U.S. As always, stay tuned for more Next Move group searches, and good luck in the job search. Hello, and welcome to this week's Rounding the Bases segment. I and the host of this segment, Chuck Sexton, CEO of Next Move Group. You know that by now, if you've been watching. I want to go over several announcements that have occurred the last couple of weeks, and there's quite a few of them and a couple of expansions in there. So always remember, business retention and expansion is just as important as new recruitment. Heritage Battery Recycling, an affiliate of Service Solutions, the largest and most comprehensive cross-chemistry battery management and materials processor in the industry, plans to construct a lithium-ion battery recycling facility in Eloy, Arizona. The project's expected to to create 110 new jobs. This isn't surprising. Obviously, with all the EV battery announcements, we're going to have to have some recycling centers across the country. Rapid Flight, a Virginia-founded integrated designer and manufacturer of unmanned aircraft, will establish operations in Manassas, Virginia. The $5.5 million project is expected to create 119 new jobs. Arba Blocks, an engineered wood products company, is locating a state-of-the-art pallet blocks manufacturing plant in Winona, Mississippi. The $51.3 million project is expected to create 41 new jobs. Elevate Windows and Doors will establish a new production and distribution operation with the purchase of the Commerce Park One Spec Building in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. The $16 million project is expected to create 203 jobs. RX Lightning, a health technology startup, will locate its headquarters in New Albany, Indiana. The project is expected to create 175 jobs by the end of 2025. Steel and steel products manufacturer Nucor Corporation plans to expand operations in Berkeley County, South Carolina. The company's $425 million investment will create 50 new jobs, which comes on the heels not too long ago of uh, some initial investment in that facility by Nucor as well. The steel industry is certainly making a lot of moves this year. Dajun Advanced Materials USA is a subsidiary of Korean-based Dajun Advanced Materials. will establish its second U.S. manufacturing and processing facility in Cumberland City, Tennessee. The $10.2 million project is expected to create 83 jobs in Houston and Stewart Counties over the next five years. Iperion X Limited, a U.S. critical minerals company, will establish a titanium de demonstration facility in Halifax County, Virginia. The $82.1 million project is expected to create 108 new jobs. Cummins Mirator, a business unit within Cummins component segment, will expand its manufacturing facility outside of Fletcher, North Carolina. The $17 million project is expected to create 40 jobs in Henderson County. Precision Machine Parts. This is an interesting one, by the way. Precision Machine Parts manufacturer Integrated Defense Products will relocate their headquarters from Oxnard, California to Rockwall, Texas. The $7 million project is expected to create 40 jobs. It's one of those smaller companies, small to mid-sized companies going to a community there in Texas, but moving out of California, something we've seen a lot 
lately, especially it seems like from California to Texas. I expect that to probably continue. In preparation to produce the all-new Ford F-Series Super Duty truck, the Ford Motor Company will expand its operations in Louisville, Kentucky. The $700 million project is expected to create 500 new jobs at the Ford truck plant there in Louisville. And one last one, a very large one, by the way, global manufacturer of tissue, pulp, packaging, building products, and related chemicals, Georgia Pacific, will construct a 900,000 square foot plant in Jackson, Tennessee. The $425 million project is expected to create 2,220 jobs in Madison County. Congratulations down there in Jackson, Tennessee. That wraps up this week. If you have an announcement you would like to see featured here on Rounding the Basis, reach out to me, Chuck, at nextmovegroup.com, and we will make sure to get it on the next newscast. Until next time. Hello, I'm Ivy Stanley, COO of Next Move Group, and welcome to this week's Learning Lab segment. Many communities across the country have experienced a variety of natural disasters, most recently being Hurricane Ian's impact on Florida. Everyone is well aware of the assistance available after disaster, but what about planning for them? Today, I'm going to highlight FEMA's Hazard Mitigation Assistance Pre-Disaster Grant Program, which is just one example of the grant funding that you can use to help better prepare your community for natural disasters. The Pre-Disaster Mitigation Grant Program makes federal funds available to state, local, tribal, and territorial governments to plan for and implement measures designed to reduce the risk for people and property from future natural disasters. This program is available most fiscal years and does require a 25% non-federal match. If your community is small or impoverished by FEMA's definition, you could be eligible for up to 90% of a federal cost share on your project. However, more information and definitions are available on FEMA's website. Nearly $154 million were made available this past year and went to some very important projects like $4.6 million for Gadsden County, Florida's W.S. Stevens High School Disaster Shelter, $350,000 for the town of Longboat Key, Florida for a flooding mitigation project, $915,000 for DuPage County, Illinois flood walls and floodgates, $1.7 million for Emporia County's pre-disaster mitigation program, and $1.5 million for North Attleboro, Massachusetts, 10-mile river dredging project to mitigate flooding. Every community has the potential to be impacted by a natural disaster, and this funding can be used to prepare for things like flooding, earthquakes, landslides, and more. We expect to see this grant fund again in 2023, so now is the time to start planning so you can apply for pre-disaster funding in the next grant cycle. Visit www.fema.gov slash grants slash mitigation slash pre hyphen disaster for additional information. Thanks for joining me on this week's Learning Lab. Remember to reach out to me at ivy at nextmovegroup.com to highlight a grant project that you've been successful with in your community. Until next time.